Hello and welcome to the Got Till 5 podcast. My name is Max Curlin and my co-host is Jesse. I'm a billionaire, Bell and Benz. Hello, my I dear. A... Hello. I'm really, I'm so over our entrance music already. Yeah, it got um, all quick. It's, yeah, it's really, I was quite excited when I first heard it. I was like, yeah, Scar upbeat, but it's really generic and shit. Can we change it, see? Yeah, I'll work on it for the next episode. Quick up! Okay, so welcome to the new episode. Thank you for listening to the last one. You loved the last one, so we thought we'd do something in similar vein. But this time, we would recruit some help. So we have some official guests joining us, and these are the first guests since we changed format. And it's only suitable that we have our, our little girls come on the podcast. Game till five, Nikki and Steph. Yeah. <laughs> little <laughs> girls. Yeah, we're your daddies, so you're our little girls. That's disturbing. Yeah. Why would you open on that note? Come and sit on Uncle Daddy's lap. <laughs> Can we leave? Tell him, tell him your secrets. <laughs> Daddy Benz. Oh. Daddy Benz. Uncle Daddy Benz. So, <laughs> Uncle Daddy Benz. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you um, for joining us, lovely ladies. It's very nice to have you on. You are a byproduct of our selves. You do a... <laughs> we forgot you. <laughs> we forgot you. You made a... Till 5 podcast after our inspiration and it's on video games which is very exciting and we just did an episode all about Animal Crossing together tell us about that we did it was chaos it was was stressful yeah why tell us why you were stressed um I so it's it's something I've gone into deeply with my therapist and I don't think I can repeat it here um this isn't a safe space I've I've been lied to before Nikki um why was it stressful for you um there was just a lot going on but it was it was good it's just i didn't expect to feel that way over such a relaxing game topic <laughs> women say that to me a lot <laughs> no it was very fun um we were glad to have you on we've talked a lot about animal crossing mm. uh, it's a little bit away from our normal um format of just talk, doing top fives it was just a lovely discussion with you gents yeah and you've done one extra than me jesse a bitch you did the stardew valley one yeah, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a game till five reg, um, because you know of um, charisma and that. But you'll get there, son. Why do you let him back? Like, why? Well, he was very well behaved the first time. He was. That's because there was new lady there. <laughs> new lady. <laughs> yeah, Jesse needed to impress the new lady, so he was on his best behaviour. Whenever it's us lot, um, old ladies. Yeah, just uh, the old ladies are there. Jesse cannot be contained. The old hags. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in my life now, whether you like it or not. You can never escape. So I can just let my personality come through. But Leia seems too pure for my personality. I think that's probably true. For now. That's fair. For now. I was going to say, I think you were nice to me once. It didn't last once, that long. Once, when I first yeah. met you. I don't and even know I... when I met you. Have I only, it... I've only met you like twice in real life, right? Uh, yes. It all went downhill I... from the first meeting. <laughs> Like, I feel like I know you so well, but I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, you can just pick around the crowd. <laughs> no, I don't even know what you look like. <laughs> Having a sudden realisation of how horrible he is to Nikki. I feel like, I don't even know this lady. <laughs> <laughs> all the abuse over the years. Uh, well, we'll all meet up once this is all over, even though it's just been extended, and we'll all hang out and it'll be lovely. It will. We can go to a real museum. Yes, and an aquarium, and swap villagers like their currency but we're not yeah. here to talk about animal crossing we're yeah. here to talk about got till five stuff real important stuff not video games not video games exciting. fuck video games how's so it relieved. feel yeah so good 
because me and Jesse had this whenever we when we were doing the wrestling podcast. Whenever we got to go on another podcast and talk about something else, it was just a breath of fresh air. But mm. somehow people would find a way to bring it back to wrestling. Feels so we like never, you know what? My love of wrestling has grown since we stopped doing wrestling on the podcast. Like I've become obsessed with it like a proper fan again because I don't feel any responsibility to be knowledgeable anymore. I just enjoy watching oily men rub up against each other. Exactly. The work's gone. Well, this doesn't bode well for us um, if that's what happened to you guys, especially because it's Steph's career. I mean, I guess, Steph, you're just going to have to chuck that at some point, I guess. Yeah, that's got to come out the window. I'll just become... A big blob who lives on a sofa and plays video games. Well, you should never have done your love as a career in the first place. That was your that first was, mistake. Yeah, there you go. There's just so many things wrong with my life, guys. Oh, yeah. that wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted a silence for her to sink in so she could just wallow in self-pity. Mm. But on this week's episode, uh, last time we did top five Netflix true crime documentaries, which you all loved, maybe because of Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is with us today. Hello, Joe. Joe Exotic is bae. Ah, Joe Exotic. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like it just came out from within you somewhere. I just summoned it like a Ouija board. (laughs) Burst from my chest like alien. (laughs) Well, that was lovely. Thank you for that. Uh, But it was uh, a popular episode. Thank you for downloading it. And we thought we'd keep the recommendation train going because you've all got nothing else to do so this week we're giving you the top five studio ghibli movies that are on netflix because they're all on there now every single one except grave of the fireflies is on netflix Exciting, probably, right? probably a good thing what's wrong with grave of fireflies oh it's too sad mate it's a, it's a bit depressing for right now i think it's beautiful but that's yeah, not why it's not on netflix I mean, no maybe probably some kind of licensing person or something i don't know jesse don't really care Quite wow. good. Well, I'm glad this is going to be a knowledgeable podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got facts coming out the wazoo. So we're keeping the same format just to keep you abreast of what's going on. We're still going to do the... <laughs> I said breast. So we're still going to do the six, but we're sharing the responsibilities. So the girls have come with two and their f- joint favourite. And me and Jesse have got two, one each, and our joint favourite. Equality. So equality is what we strive for down with the patriarchy or something of that nature something like that let the women have their little moment (laughs) (laughs) lovely little girls and on that note let's get into the top five i happen to love the number five i have to pick up i'm wearing it now Robin, you're naked Can that one stay, Jesse? Yeah, I like that one. That one's all right, because you can tell it's like for us and made by us for us, but not the opening one. Jack that off. Oh, but don't jack it off. That's disgusting. Um, but um, uh, I just want you to know that if I stop talking at some point, I've probably had an aneurysm because I feel like my brain is too big for my head. Do you ever get that feeling? Nope. <laughs> it's just pressing against my skull, boy. And I don't know what to do about it. So if I stop talking, just call Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's dead. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse, you cut off at a perfect. Your voice dropped off at the best moment. You just went. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
That is an accidental comedy. Oh. So, um, in real life right now, it is um, 19.47pm on a Thursday, which means that in 30 minutes, everyone's going to go out, come out of their houses and start clapping for the NHS. So, if you hear weirdness, that's what that is, everybody. Good, good, good plan. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I also forgot that you have Marvin, you're naked in the middle of your thing. <laughs> yeah, that got me. Mm. Oh, I, I, I want to do an episode all on Marvin and to catch a predator. I think it's it's way too niche and it won't be popular, but for, for us. Oh, can I come back and do that? Because yeah. uh, I think just such fond memories of sitting in our flat, Jesse, and just watching so much <laughs> to catch a predator. It's unreal. It was lovely. I liked the episode. So anyone listening who doesn't know what it is. So if we tell them what it is, right, they can go watch it and then it won't be niche. But um, go on YouTube and type in to catch predator people. It's this American show where they just set up paedophile stings. They just um, like chat to paedophiles online, pretend they're up for it as a 12 year old girl or whatever. Bring them to a house. And then uh, what's his name? Chris Hansen just walks out. And um, just interviews them. And then Why he don't says, you take a seat right there? Yeah, he tells them to sit down, ask them what they're doing there. Then he says, you're free to go. And every time they get taken down by cops outside, it's never not funny. But there was one good episode in Florida where um, they all cool. turned up early. They were juggling like six pedophiles at the same time in this one house. Really? I haven't seen that one. I forgot oh, it's that good. One. Yeah, they keep turning up early. And they're like, what are we going to do with all these pedos? <laughs> all these really prompt pedophiles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, but yeah, it's a delight. Enjoy. Uh, Nikki, thoughts on paedophiles? Um, I don't love them. Cool. But I do love Chris Hansen. So, yeah. 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 There you go. You. I love Chris Hansen too. Uh, we learned from Steve. We did that podcast with Steve last week. Um, yes. Americans and Canadians don't abbreviate paedophile. Like, they yeah. don't use the word pedo. They have to say the whole thing every time. He's a pedophile. They don't go pedo. Which I think is a hilarious word. Pedo. Yeah. It's so close to... To pedlo. Is it pedo or pedo? <laughs> He's getting away. Well, for them, it's it's pedophile. Oh, yeah. Um, so they'd have to shorten it to pedo. pedo it doesn't quite have yeah. the same ring as pedo, does it? It doesn't sound as aggressive, like yelling, pedo. It just has that, <laughs> oh, oh that sings. takes me back. Sings. Yeah. It, I like that we've had to, like, Britain clearly has so many of them that we've had to shorten the word just for, like, ease of <laughs> accusing people. Just got to save time. Just got to save time. Beautiful. Um, what are we doing? Oh yeah, top five Ghibli movies. Tell us what Ghibli means to you first, ladies. Um, Ghibli means happiness to me. Mm. I think it's one of those things that I watch when I'm feeling like sad or hungover or just a bit fragile. Fair. How about you, Nikki? Um, it's just lovely. It's just full of loveliness, really. I think for me getting it at such a young age and watching them kind of like i don't know i was just enthralled i think especially because i like a lot of japanese culture it's uh pretty good i like it how would you address the people who are like animated in japanese no thank you uh i'd say sort your life out Mm. yeah man i think that those people out there yeah oh there's lots jesse a bad rep of like picturing it the same as i what i would say as regular anime movies and things like that. I think everyone has a very set idea of what that is. And um, obviously I really like anime in general, um, but like Ghibli is very different. It's Mm. closer to its own individual thing than I'd say like getting wrapped up in anime. It's just Japanese Disney, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. exactly, mate. That's all you need to know. Yeah, with no singing. With no singing. Um, Yeah, no singing. 
Get that thing out where it came from. Oh, so help me. <laughs> so help me. <laughs> uh, who would like to go first? Ladies first, Jesse. Is that polite? Yeah, let's do it. Guests and ladies. They, they sort of tickle the boxes for first people, don't they? So off you go first, ladies. Steph, would you like to go first? No, you can go first. I think I went first on our one last oh, time. Bugger. Pressure on, Nikki. <laughs> this makes or breaks the podcast with people t- tuning out. So right, I need well, energy. I, I don't think that my pick wow, will bore anyone because I feel like it's one that should really in its own right be a number one but it's not going to be which is My Name is Totoro I know Jesse's going to straight in and say it's overrated overrated Japanese Winnie the Pooh (laughs) (laughs) oh bother I don't think there's anything wrong with that he doesn't wear any pants like Winnie the Pooh so or a t-shirt he doesn't even try to hide his nakedness a little bit anything he gets his nipples out so for people that don't know as we've learned so far is there's just a sexy large winnie the pooh yeah in the woods cool i, I can I, elaborate what's yours but the story right yeah right fine i'm not gonna shit on the story before you talk about it nikki but okay. it's pretty lame go on okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna shit on it but here is me shitting on it so don't listen to jesse um <laughs> So I found this movie when I was about nine or ten, which is an appropriate age to watch this movie. I'm not saying that it should only be for children, but I do think it is one that is more probably aimed at a younger audience. But, you know, adults is absolutely fine too. Um, And I found it on my brother's computer, actually. I went fondling through his hard drive on his Risky. PC back in the day. Risky. I know. You don't, you don't fondle through a teenage boy's hard drive. I'm well, sorry. I know, but I didn't know that at my age. I just thought I was a hacker. So I was like, oh, I'm going to see what's <laughs> on here. Any good games? I mean, that's how I found a lot of my old good video games. Um, and I clicked on a movie. And fortunately, it wasn't porn. It was my neighbor Totoro. And I watched it not knowing what the hell I was watching. To be honest, I thought I was watching a horror movie at one point. Didn't know what the hell was going on. But it turned out I absolutely fell in love with it. It is about two young girls who basically move to rural Japan with their dad and live in a really old rustic house. Their mother is like recovering hospital or something from, I don't know, is it tuberculosis? I'm not sure. I'm bringing the podcast down already. Um, they don't even specify. She's just like ill. And well, that's rumours. Like, what's but... it called? Like um, a sanitarium? Yeah. I'm sure, she, I'm sure she's fine. Basically, the two girls eventually realise there's magical creatures in the house and in the forest, and these are basically forest spirits. So May, the youngest one, finds Totoro, which is, as Jesse described, as Winnie the Pooh without pants on. And he's just lovely, adorable, this large creature. We don't really ever know what he is, but that's fine. I prefer that. It's mystery. And, um, and yes, some other things happen. May gets lost at one point. There's not really a ginormous plot story to this, but it's a film full of sort of childhood innocence, imagination, and just awesome magical creatures. There's also a lot of nature. It's very awesome the way it looks in kind of rural uh, sort of uh, countryside Japan. And it's just a really beautiful, magical movie. And the dad's a softy Walter pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, he's just trying to do right by his family. You back off. He's complete softy wower and there's a grandma no she's not even a grandma is she she's just some old bird and she goes <laughs> up to them and she's like call me granny and it's like that's a bit much she's a neighbor yeah, she's, she's a nice old lady but it's a bit much to say you can call me granny call me granny like you get people to call you uncle daddy 
yeah, yeah, but that's through like um, that's got more sinister um, motives behind it. Fair point, fair point. Well, Totoro is the goddamn mascot of Studio Ghibli. He's the well, exactly. Mickey Mouse of uh, of Ghibliness. He's a troll. And to be honest, that word Totoro is another way of saying troll in Japanese. So, or Totoro. You know, yeah. It is actually pronounced Totoro. Yeah. I is can't it? say it like that, though. But yeah, we've it. forever oh, just been on. calling it to- yeah. like, Totoro. So. It's on the same level as Pedo. Yeah, it, we just can't pronounce it like the proper Japanese way. We've made our bed. Yeah. This is how we want to say it. Totoro and pedo go hand it's in like, hand. Well, that's like, isn't it, Gib- isn't it Ghibli, not Ghibli? Yes. Probably. As well. So we've been we saying know. it wrong all the time. I, so I always thought it was Ghibli, but then I saw a trailer for a Ghibli and the actual voiceover bloke said, from Studio Ghibli. Yeah, so- but that's like an American version of this. We don't know if that's just how the Americans are pronouncing it and whether or not, like, you know, it's hard to say... But it's a man's I... name, you maniac. Surely, like, there's just one way Ghibli? to say it. That's not a man's name. Yeah. It's named after a bloke, isn't it? No. What? The guy who makes them is Hayao Miyazaki. It's not a... Well, not no, he makes some Hayao of them, Ghibli. <laughs> no, he own. He's, like, the the head person who started it. He's the Walt Disney of Studio yeah. Ghibli. Ghibli. But he, what are you like... doing here, Jesse? But he directs and shit, doesn't he? But he doesn't do all of them. Like, Marnie, for example, he didn't um, direct... And there's others. Yeah, but his name is on everything. <laughs> he does like he's like the head of Studio Ghibli. Okay, so uh, it's actually pronounced uh, uh, Giburi in Japan. Okay, and well, that's because I can't say L's. Uh, I mean, my mate Aaron, my mate Aaron bought a Starbucks in Japan, and you know they say, "What's your name?" So they write it on the cup. He got it back, and it said Alan. <laughs> oh. and it was founded by like the four people who do most of the things like uh Zaki and Iso uh Takahata who does the other ones like uh Grave of the Fireflies and Nibia he does all like the that. sad ones I think Toshiro Suzuki does uh some other ones as well he's the middle one Max do you like my neighbor Totoro I do actually. Um, it's kind of one of the first ones I watched. It's probably the second or third one that I ended up watching. Like it's it's not my favorite, in all honesty, mm. but it, it is a nice little escapism film. Um, uh, my ne- my niece, who's like two, three, she's some age, um, and I put on the movie the other week, and she just was fixated with it. Like she'd been a mental all day. Put that on, she just she just stared at it. And was just cute. fascinated by it and didn't move. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to put that in a loop whenever I see her. And it'd be great. I think it was the first one I ever watched. So, obviously, like, I'm always going to have an attachment to it. And because I was younger, I think that definitely helped. If I watch it at an older age, I probably would be a bit like, what the fuck is happening? I also can't watch it in American. I have to watch it Japanese. Some reason. it's just one of those ones. Um, do you guys know about the dark theory with My Neighbor Totoro? Of course not. No. Tell oh. me, I like dark. Okay, so there's this like theory that's going around where um, basically people have put together that actually the film is kind of something much darker. So Totoro is meant to be like the god of death and that's why May sees him because you're supposed to see him obviously like before you die. There's a part in the movie where she's missing and someone her sister finds her shoe in the river and apparently that was a point where she actually was meant to die. And then at the end, they're all kind of watching the mum from the tree and apparently there's no shadows and it's because she's about to die, so they're all there. And there's another thing which gets even deeper. There is more to it than I'm saying, is uh, apparently 
there is a famous murder case called the Siama incident. My neighbour's story does actually take place in Siama Hill, so the same place where two sisters ended up dead. Uh, and the story goes on that apparently one of them saw a cat before they died or committed suicide. And the incident happened in May. And Sasuke actually means May in Japanese. And apparently May is the pronunciation of May in Japanese or English or whatever. I don't know. But there's all these weird dark undertones that apparently it's all about death and it's fucked up. But Mate, it's quite interesting. That is canon now. I'm just... That is how I'm going to view these movies and that's yeah. how I'm going to watch them. They've all got it's, very, very dark undertones. It's kind of messed up, but I kind of like it. Apparently, uh, Studio Ghibli have kind of come forward and been like, no, it's not true, we promise. But then some of it you're like... Oh, of course they were. Wildly coincidences in here. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, I didn't want to end my neighbor Totoro on that. So I'll also say that there is a worm that's named after Totoro in real life. A oh, nice. It's named a worm. I like I like the cat bus. I really want to ride in the cat bus because I want to feel his furry innards. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be very I... warm. You'd have heated seats. Mm. 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 I can um, I can help you out with feeling a cat's innards if you like that. <laughs> we discussed this on the last podcast, Jesse. I've already I've already yeah, covered. We did, we? It's become yeah. a bit of a theme. Cat murder. Don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. That's the takeaway from my neighbor Totoro. Also, don't <laughs> fuck cats. Also, don't fuck cats, which is another story that came up in the last mm-hmm. podcast. So, so yeah, that's always such a buzzkill, man. Oh, yeah, there's clapping. <laughs> oh yeah, clap the NHS. Are we doing a clap? Glad NHS. And on to Jesse. Well done. Um, they're good, aren't they? Oh, and anyone listening who um, you should probably just vote for like people who help. People who literally keep us alive, I reckon. Um, what am I doing? <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> number four. It's number four, darling. Um, okay, um, so I'll do it, shall I? So I'm going. Um, I'm going in for the kill with um, Ponyo. So um, ham, Pon- ham, ham. <laughs> What's the name of the boy? Sas- Sasuke. 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 Sasuke Ham or something. Um, so uh, this is basically um, when I first saw it. I think I was like twenty or something. So it was a couple of years after it came out, and um, I was living in Guildford um, and um, smoking quite a lot of weed at the time, which I don't do anymore. And this is just like the perfect film for that sort of thing because it's basically a high version of Little Mermaid. Is <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's but it's a weird. So, um, you you might not might have to help me with the story here. So there's um, there's Ponyo, who is one of many fish who is born of a merman or something like a sea wizard, and she basically becomes a grumpy teenager and says she wants to be a human and fucks off. So Liam Neeson, who does the voice of the dad, <laughs> is livid, and um, he like puts curses on shit. Um, she's swimming away. I know you can't see me, but I'm miming swimming right now. And I look like, remember Homer in The Simpsons? That's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that. So I was doing that. And um, then she finds Sasuke, who lives, I believe, um, in a single parent family with his mum, which is obviously disgusting. (laughs) And um, The dad exists, though. No, no, let him continue. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm enjoying Jesse's shitty synopsis. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, and so he's got this fish and he's like this is brilliant and then the fish says a word which is weird obviously imagine if you were with a fish and it just went, said your name or ham or something and um, 
Like you'd be like, even though ham is a one syllable word, you could think that was a coincidence. That sounded like a real word, but it's not, is it? Because then she eats ham. So she clearly had intent for what she was saying. So she was saying real words. And then like, she starts growing into a human girl. So like a little leg pops out and a hand and it's horrific, really. And um, then I think all is forgiven at the end. And the dad says, oh, fair enough. You like being a human. Then she becomes a human, gives Sasuke a little kiss. They're too young for that, really. It's weird. Um, And then the credits roll. Well, you know what I find weird about, especially the ending, is that they basically have to commit their whole lives to each other at age eight. Like the dad, like, you've got to be together forever. And they're like, yeah, cool. With no concept of what forever is. So Liam Neeson, I'm not down with his character in this, he freaked me out a bit. He is a bit freaky. Yeah. And Matt Damon is the boy. Really? No, Matt Damon is the dad. Matt Damon is the dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't think he's this... Yeah, the dad he's there, he's just at sea, right? Like You mentioned Matt Damon trying to act as an eight-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> just picturing him coming into I'm the recording the studio like, on full method acting. <laughs> I've shit myself! <laughs> Why is this fish talking to me? <laughs> um, okay, fine. He's the dad, but the dad, yeah, the dad's at sea, right? So it's <laughs> what's that then? So, he's, <laughs> so it's still sort of a single parent family, right? Because he's not there. He's, he's working away on an oil boat or oil yeah, or something. he's not at home often. She doesn't get a lot of help. No, and yet she's taking in a new child. A new child that's part fish. That's half fish that's flapping around. She's not only taking in a half uh, a halfling, she's also having to look after all the senior citizens. She basically yeah. runs that whole town. She's quite hot, isn't she? She is quite hot, right. Jesse. Yeah. I yeah, being a that. responsible, nice lady. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen this film in like 10 years and all I remember is that and ham. What <laughs> I don't understand is obviously Liam Neeson is a regular scale man. He's about, you know, let's say he's 5'10". 5'10 to 6 foot. But, like, the mum is, like, the size of an ocean. <laughs> She's a beast. How's that work? Does he just wank off the side? And... We were just into the sea. Yeah. That's how it, it happened. Yeah, it was I never cling. thought about that. He's spending cling. a lot of time in the sea, isn't he? So maybe that's really just any time he wanks, it's just producing more babies. That's why at the start there's so many little fish babies running around. This is such a pure film. And you reckon he, like, about wanking over the side. He's just clinging to her leg while she's trying to go to the loo and stuff. (laughs) No, I'm not done! (laughs) I hope he makes that noise. Poor Liam Neeson. My favourite part of this movie is when Ponyo goes half fish, frog creature, half human. She becomes like a chicken. Yeah, she gets chicken legs. It's fantastic. If you've never seen a picture, that's the only picture I think you should look at about this movie, is fish Ponyo, like half, half fish. We do love Fish Ponyo. Terrifying, though. And he's just yeah. okay with it. The kid's, the kid's going to have mental issues. Oh, yeah. He's just he's like, yeah, that's my new it. wife. In and at the years. end, at the end, she can fly. What? She flies <laughs> up in the air and puts her face to his face at the end. She that's was like swimming. the last scene of the film. No, they're in, like, they're in sky. I know it's blue, but it's I'm sky, pretty sure they're under the water. water. Yeah, they go underwater at some point. No, they don't. No, not in this bit, you liars. It's um, <laughs> it's, at the, it's literally the last scene of the film. They're, they're outside. 
she flies up in the air and puts her face to ears. And you go, what the fuck's going on there? But too late, you can't think about it because the credits start going. Oh, he's right, actually. She's floating above him. Oh, yeah, fair. The, the kiss is that powerful that she floats. Apologise to me. Yep, sorry, right, Justine. Sorry. I mean, she does also run across the water and smush her face into a baby. True. Oh, that was Wait, great. I love that bit. Yeah, that bit's my favourite. And the baby's just looking so confused, but awakened slightly. <laughs> yeah. I, I like on. how wide apart her eyes are when she's a fish. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's troubling. I, I, I do love this movie, and, and the song in it is adorable, but I do have a lot of issue with the child marriage. I don't think it's marriage, though. It is. It's not. It's basically like Japanese. you're saying... Like, to the, I think it's not. <laughs> Therefore, it's okay. <laughs> Therefore, it's basically the same everywhere. No, I meant, like, it's more like... I've always read it more like it's her, his sister. Like, he's promising to love her as a sister oh, the whole time. I didn't. I thought they were more like... That's incest. Yeah, I got sexual undertone stuff. Yeah. You're oh. far too innocent for this oh, life. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was watching a child's movie, and I thought... <laughs> we were analysing it. We're like, how does the big fish have sex with the man? Yeah, I was going to say, we, we literally see a man, like, get it on with an ocean. This I is mean, not what, what's going to happen, life though? Like, say, say if they split up, like, what, what's what's going to be the problem? I think she dies. I think that's what they were alluding to. Like, oh, if they're Jesus. not together, Ponyo's dead. I but missed all this shit when I watched it. I Listen. was just toking a spliff going, yeah, fish girl, ham. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I should have taken away from it. <laughs> By the way, I hope that, like, do you think that we're going to get people listening to this who actually are really into Studio Ghibli? And oh, they, yeah. They're not fans of us. They just sort of search on podcasts, like, oh, Ghibli, and I will come up, and they'll hear my synopsis then and be like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? They're just going to be twitching. On the, That's not what happened. That's not what happened. It's <laughs> the worst description ever. the whole ever. point of the movie. <laughs> You're welcome, people who are not listening yeah. anymore. People know they need us. Yeah, but we're here for to educate the the people who don't know because I've been getting some lovely messages lately of people who have been watching Louis Theroux documentaries and random true crime stuff and Jim Carrey movies. So we're providing a service. That's nice. Yeah, uh, we had we had Nick tweet us earlier saying oh, yeah. he thinks all Ghibli films are overrated, as if anyone asked his opinion in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you just had to get that in there. I, I did ask, what, what's your favourite Ghibli movie? And he did come in with hate. But, you know, yeah. we respect opinions, Jesse. Not his. <laughs> we respect all opinions. How many times? Don't make me no, do I the like, training seminar again. I like, I like Nick. I was quite... Um, I sent him an offensive tweet back that I, he knows I'm joking. He's, uh, I'm sure he does. Please, Nick. You're my friend. Um, he's, <laughs> Nick was the first, last person around my house before lockdown. How tragic is that? That is tragic. Yeah, we played FIFA together. It was actually really nice. I got really sad at the weekend when it was like the Easter weekend because that's like, that's our weekend, you and me. Oh God, this time last year, I gave myself alcohol poisoning drinking with you and Steph. Exactly. Oh, it was wonderful. I was dreadful. I had to play a gig the next day, do you remember? I just I dragged oh, yeah. myself there. Like, yeah, I was not well. But we had a lovely day in the sun and drinking. Oh God, yeah, it was lovely. We went round everywhere, didn't we, in Cheltenham? We went to that posh place at the top of the prom. Oh yeah, that guy was yeah. vomiting in the toilet. I had flowers oh, yeah. in my Yeah, you did. See, yeah, it was a beautiful day. <laughs> Again, Steph remembering the innocent moments. <laughs> I block everything else out with you two. It's the only way I survive. <laughs> probably for the best, yeah. probably for the best. Um, wait, so we've done five, four. Stephanie, you're on number three. Oh, I get to be number three. Um, my number three is Howl's Moving Castle. This I love this film. favourite movies ever. 
so I'm very happy to talk about it. Um, it is based on a novel of the same name by a, oh, I think a Welsh um, author, and I'm going to murder her middle name, uh, but it's Diana Wynne Jones, or you something didn't. more Welsh. You didn't sound like. <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be quite a long-winded explanation about what this movie is about because Settling. it doesn't. I don't know if it makes much sense when you try and explain it. I was trying to do it earlier and it just wasn't working. I've watched this movie three times. I don't understand what happens in so it. So yeah, I fucking love it, but I don't really get it either. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's set in like a fictional kind of kingdom um, that's kind of half steampunky, twentieth century early stuff, and also magic. Magic is happening, um, and you follow Sophie, who is a hat maker. Um, and she has a hat stall in town, but then she suddenly meets this wizard called Howl, who is fabled for eating girls' hearts and a bit of a womanizer. Um, But he has a moving (laughs) castle, which is very cool. Um, And uh, she meets him, but he's also being chased... So, so uh, he's being chased by a witch of the West, who is a weird old lady, and um, she thinks that Sophie and him, after meeting one time, are having some sort of affair, and she's jealous. So she curses Sophie, and she turns into an old woman. Um, and then old woman Sir- Sophie decides to leave her family, not explaining anything, and just walk off into the wilds, where she finds this castle and just randomly walks in. Not quite realising for some reason that it's the same person that got her into the trouble. And at no point is it ever said, like, this is your fault. Um, but she just becomes the cleaning lady for that house. Because uh, there's also a small boy there who apparently <laughs> needs looking after. So uh, she moves in and there's a fire demon called Calcifer, who's my favourite. Um, there's also a war. There's a big war happening that's a backdrop <laughs> to this moving. Sky, though, everything else is burning. Um, and uh, at this point, like, eventually some stuff happens that I can't quite explain, but Sophie and Hal fall in love and they become a little family and some stuff happens with a king and a lady named Madame Sullivan who's like... Uh, I don't, see, it just gets I, I need to... Yeah, I, I need to... I need a scarecrow. Oh, and there's a scarecrew, turnip scarecrew, turnip head, who um who is also around, who is actually turns out a cursed prince, I, 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 who head. gets completely cock blocked and rejected. By the way, so in a this real is life. this is one of the things I love about this movie is that Sophie gets turned into like an old lady, and yet she manages to woo the two hottest men in this movie. Yeah, she gets Howl and she gets Turnip Head. She can have her pick of the litter. <laughs> she goes with Howl. Um, I mean, who wouldn't? And in the American version, that's Christian Bale's voice, which is just yeah, fantastic. Is. I am the knight. Yep. Batman. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want soothing Batman? I am Batman. I am um, Yeah, there's a lot to it, like, in terms of, like, there's Sophie and some curses and some children eating stars and what? becoming okay. fire demons. I need to stop you there. House for the Fire is Billy Crystal, by the way, I, which is, is also amazing. Which is fantastic. amazing, but, like... You just explained that pot to me. In no way have I watched this movie then. I've seen this movie four times. I didn't know there was heart eating. I didn't know that like any of this shit happened. Yeah. It's deep. He it's... turns into a crow. What's that about? So that's to do with like fighting. There's So the main point of this movie, I think in general, is that uh, Hayao Miyazaki hates war 
And so the the main thing of it is there's this war going on, but Howell is trying to not take part in it because apparently all the wizards have to take part in it. Um, but how like how Miyazaki hates war. So basically, the fact I found out about this movie is that he basically made this movie because he disagreed so much with the Iraq war in 2003. Oh, yeah. So he was just like, I'm going to make a movie that Americans will hate because they're so war-happy <laughs> and people <laughs> want to go watch it. And basically he makes like a really nice anti-war movie and everybody really loved it. My God. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. God, there's so many two things to it. I just, I would just recommend watching it. It's just magical. Calcifer, who you said is Billy Crystal, who's like a little fire demon, is one of my favorite little creatures um, who eats eggs. <laughs> my favorite bit. <laughs> Is when the wicked witch, or whatever her name is, the old, really old lady, melts the on waste. the stairs. Yeah, she yeah. melts on the stairs, and it makes me laugh. Yeah, because she's kind of the evil. So this is the other thing. There's no really evil like Shade bad. Grey, isn't it? Yeah, it's like nobody's bad in this movie. Nobody's good in this movie. Everyone's like a weird mix of everything. But it means the characters are really good. Um, but yeah, the witch of the waste just melts into an old lady eventually. Uh, which is great. Yeah, she becomes adorable, doesn't she? So she's yeah, literally yeah, she like goes, a fucking bitch. I forgot bitch. about that. She goes all like outsidery, doesn't mm. she? She's yeah. just this like blob mess of a like you like if it was in the hospital, you'd pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the nice she's thing about happy. Sophie is that like so that's the lady who cursed her into being an old woman, and she takes her in because she loses all her power mm. and turns into a little blob lady. <laughs> There's Sophie being the angel saint that she is. Well, I'll tell you what, Steph, I don't know about you listeners, but I'm going to be re-watching this movie with a whole yeah, new too. light in my eyes. Yeah, I might watch it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, in fact. Yeah, let's watch it together, Jesse. Let's Aww. do it! Let's do it once along! Yes! Also, oh, Sophie babe. has always reminded me of Steph. I don't know if you feel the same way about this, Max. Sophie? But, yeah. like she's so, so old. No! <laughs> I mean, just the, just the way that Sophie is, I think, because Steph sometimes is a bit old beyond her years. And... <laughs> Sophie has a thing about her where she doesn't really give a fuck. She's quite a she's quite a bossy. Well, not boss. I don't say bossy. No, what's the word? What's the word? She don't give a fuck. She's kind of like I'm doing my own thing, and she just doesn't give a, a fuck. And Steph, you remind me of stuff. um, you know, going back to Animal Crossing quickly. You know the brown hedgehog <laughs> in the clothes shop that's doing the sewing. Yeah, they're responsible for the sister. The autistic one. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. The one that was showing you to bugger off. She looks like, yeah, she looks like she would just go home in the evening and just, like, find a corner of a sofa, curl up in a ball and nap. And that's exactly (laughs) what you do every time I see you, Steph. (laughs) I do. I always fall asleep. Um, You find a little nap hole. She's so (laughs) Yeah, I've often been compared to Sophie as, like, the grandma version of Sophie as well, and I'm quite okay with it. But, so this is thing that I learned about Sophie is that when why everyone really Jesus. likes her. <laughs> who, who, punched, who punched a mic? <laughs> Nikki, did you headbutt a mic? No. She's dead! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. What did you learn about Sophie, Steph? Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> I learned that Nikki's concussed and I also learned that um, yeah, so Sophie, her first character when she's young is very like feeble and mouse-like um, and no one really kind of likes her. She doesn't do a whole lot. She doesn't like herself. She gets turned into old lady and she becomes boss as fuck. She doesn't give a shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> this is what I learned. And they designed her like this and she basically becomes a better person because she learns to be old and that's based around the idea that that's kind of how we picture old people. Like, old ladies are just a bit more like, I don't care anymore. Don't give a fuck what you think. I think I'm that's old a good now. way to be. Yeah. Japanese, Japanese women as well. Like, 
they go from 25 years old to 80, right? Yeah. I've never seen a 50-year-old Japanese woman in my life. The reason this, <laughs> I just, think, is because they, they do just actually jump. age. They age well up until a certain point. That's the yeah, thing that people just, say. And it goes south quick, son. Like, and they just go super craggy, like, out of nowhere. But then they're, like, the cool, sassy, older version of themselves. Yeah, no, they're yeah. still cool. I wasn't saying that. Hands in the air. And I like the bit as bits when, like, there's cool animation in this, isn't there? Because she's old lady, but when she's, like, feeling really happy or talking to someone, she gets younger in the face, even when she's old. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's some really and I nice, think, I like, think that's really lovely. mysterious age changes that never really get explained, but it just kind of, like, I hinted that the spell that's on her is breaking because she's being... I always, I always read it as um, that's how she felt. We were seeing how she felt inside in that moment. Oh, that's a nice theory. Yeah. Thanks. What a well put together sentence for you, Jesse. <laughs> I do one good sentence a pod. <laughs> and that was the one Ganado were writing. <laughs> we made it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's my my choice. It's one of my favourite movies in general, um, because it's just really nice. I like it. Um and even though I I'm agree, I'd like we just discover new things about it every time I watch it. Um especially there's a bit like where Hal's naked at one point. Ooh. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I know Jesse was Trying to find that secret frame. I was going up myself like a gibbon, mate. But um, the... Um, <laughs> that was <laughs> a disgusting <laughs> phrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's one bit that I find offensive, and um, hopefully you do as Jesus, well, this must be big. No, there's a bit when Howl um, goes ginger, and he... Literally acts like <laughs> it's the end of his life. <laughs> like, <laughs> <in the> mirror. <laughs> and he's like, Look at me, I'm the most hideous person in the world. And Don't, ooh, wait. Ooh, he looks exactly the same, he's just got orange hair. And I, I think, think he, he says, like, what, what is the point of living if I'm not beautiful? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what he says. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jesse. Like, we've lived our lives like this. <laughs> but, like, every morning I get up, I look in the mirror, and I have that exact scene every single morning. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with ginger hair. No, it does not, Nikki. We, we're we rare. In a hundred years, we're going to be like, you don't instinct. know what's going to happen to us. Also, you yeah. have special immunity powers, right? Exactly. Corona can't yeah, touch can. us. And we're close, to, and we're close to Neanderthals, apparently. What? Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. <laughs> Eddie Izzard, who is a ginger person, did one of those um, Who Do You Think You Are uh, shows, you know, where they do ancestry and stuff. And they went back and said that he's like related to cavemen and stuff. And they said that loads of ginger people are. It's like a Neanderthal gene. Oh. So wait, we're super immune to drugs, but we're idiots. You're yeah, but we less drag involved. Our, I, but our knuckles are yellow from dragging them across. <laughs> across <everywhere. laughs> I found out from the uh, the um, the what is it? The National History Museum in London that I'm more evolved because I have weird thumbs. Mm. What's wrong with your thumbs? I've got a weird like bend in them i can't straighten them right so they never go like fully so you know you like look if you look your at your normal up, thumb it just it goes up straight and then the top just curves a little bit Ew. i've got like a full ski slope going on with my curve i've got like a little lump and then it then it curves and apparently according to the uh, national history museum my thumb is more evolved for playing video games 
They would they would just try to make you feel better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get the specials in this corner and tell them that they're good. <laughs> let's, put, let's put her in the special uh, exhibit where she can't break anything or touch anything or Look dribble on things. <laughs> Look at your lovely little thumbs. <laughs> Jesse, do you think do you think we should breed with other gingers to like preserve our race? Just to make sure. I'm trying to think if I've ever um I've bred with a ginger? I've, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I've never been with Bread. a ginger person. No, I find our own kind <laughs> of disgusting. Have you ever mated with another ginger human? <laughs> never really find them attractive. That's wow. horrible. I know. Turn them against no, my own I kind. No, I do. I no, I, no, they're weird though. Ginger, no, ginger women and maybe ginger blokes as well. Like, there's no such thing as an attractive ginger child or teenager. No. So when you're at school, like all the gingers are hideous, but a lot of them grow into themselves. So you get like gingers in their twenties. We're gorgeous. bloody they gorgeous. Are. Look at us. Yeah, you are. No, you're like you're like Howl if Howl was drawn by the artist that did Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Hey Arnold with like the beautiful crow body, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, fine, as long as you're happy. And you're like Howl, but with a light bulb on top of your head. Brilliant. Yeah, like my next had a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Are we done with Howl? Is everyone over Howl? I, d- I don't think we can discuss any more about uh, whatever it was we were discussing. We, we broke down quite a bit there to me just to try to validate ourselves. Now. It's got oh, some I will fantastic mention. music. Yes, yes, it does. It's beautiful music. Um, it's on. Is it on Spotify? I feel like I've listened it to it. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's got some um, good accordions in it. Yeah, it does. Do, 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 do. And, um, it's not what an accordion sounds like. Also, <laughs> no, well, I haven't got one on me, mate. And... Um, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> None of you have ever heard an accordion. I don't. I I work with an accordion player. On I don't think day. it's possible to replicate an accordion noise with your mouth. To be honest, no. Oh, otherwise, like everyone would, wouldn't there? There'd be no point for an accordion. <laughs> um, but um, also, you were saying it was written by Welsh lady, which is true. But um, that comes from Hayao Miyazaki just being fucking obsessed with Wales. Like he went to Wales on holiday when he was a kid or something. And just sort of like me with the silly owls, right? Like he went there once <laughs> when he was a kid and just got this like idea of it and was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. So that's why he hunted down this book. And yeah. also the um, a lot of the countryside is based on the um, sort of hills of Wales, um, as they are also in Mia Max's number one, which we'll get to later. Oh, um, but it's all, it's all because of um, Hayao Miyazaki's obsession of Wales. And fun fact, my mum and stepdad lived right next to those hills where Hayao Miyazaki um, went on holiday when he was a kid. That's very, very cool. Nice. Yeah, if there's there one thing go. to say about Ghibli movies, it's that the background paintings are just, like, stunning. Stunning. Yes. Absolutely stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even top that. Well, so, number two. Yeah. Uh, my choice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Max's Choice. My pick is Pompoko, which I feel Never like... Never said it. it! Next! What? <laughs> Raccoons! Uh, I feel like Pompoko's the outside choice in this group. Like, everyone's picking all the popular fun ones. Don't you come at us for our popular picks. Just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, I, I love Pompoko. Hipster. hipster. Oh my god, this one's about raccoon testicles. I'm gonna go have a whip to They're new tanukis, not raccoons, aren't they? They, yeah, are. they are. They are. Um, this movie's mental. I watched it again earlier while I was doing work. If anyone who is at my work listening, I, I watched it this yesterday. <laughs> there we go. Pro- After work. Problem solved. And your lunch break. 
Maybe. Yeah, that's better, Nikki. That's a better lie. I mean truth. <laughs> uh, this movie's mental. It's about raccoons, and they're trying to save the environment because they're trying to build up a population in their forests, and they are able to transform, and they walk, walk on hind legs and stuff, and they have massive testicles. And that's the plot of Pompoco. Magical ma- ma- massive testicles. Magical ma- This movie is actually kind of terrifying. And the way they describe it is a Japanese animated comedy drama fantasy film. That's a lot That's a lot of genres right there. That's covering all your bases. Comedy drama fantasy. And if you've learned anything from South Park, massive balls are sexy. Exactly. Uh, in the first 20 minutes of this movie, while we're setting up the plot, three humans lose their lives. Like, there's actual murder in this. The, the raccoons kill people. So I didn't realise this until you told me that that's exactly yeah. what the news report had said. Yeah, yeah. They, they fuck the... up, like, the construction sites, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. crash all the trucks, and one of the trucks crashes <laughs> by this raccoon jumps on the hood of the thing and stretches his testicles over the windscreen so he can't see, and then he crashes off a cliff. <laughs> oh, it's a master plan. And then, my favourite bit <laughs> you can is... Do it. They I want get... to see the blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're, you're going to love this film. This is right up your alley. And then they get back to their little hideout area and they're like, yay, we did it. We, we stopped the construction. And one of the older raccoons is like, guys, people lost their lives because of the actions we did. And they do like a little mourning ceremony. <laughs> There's, one, There's one rational raccoon. <laughs> well, they do a little mourning ceremony and then they just start laughing and they all laugh about the death of these people. <laughs> That's amazing. And I want to the, rule these raccoons. Uh, the plot escalates because then they're like, well, now we should kill all the humans because that's the only way to stop them from encroaching <laughs> on our woodland. They, they do. They literally say, there's, there's, the main, um, there's the main guy who's like, we should kill all the humans. And then there's this one raccoon who's like, no, we should keep some alive because who's going to make the tempura, the pizzas and the chicken? And they go, yeah, let's keep a couple alive so they can make the tasty food. I like, like the cut of their jib. Yeah, it's true. It's really like environmental like aggressiveness. It's just eco-terrorism. I think. <laughs> it's such a word. <laughs> like the the psychological d- damage they do to people. There's a bit with uh there's this police officer and there's this woman crying who's a raccoon and disguised as a woman. Logic sentence right there. <laughs> And he's crying and stuff. She's like, he's like, miss, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then she just goes, I have no face. And then she wipes her face off. Jesus. And he loses his shit and he's running through town and he's trying to alert everyone, but it's all the raccoons in the skies. And they're like, what? Don't got a face? And then they get rid of their faces. (laughs) And this dude just like passes out and that's his life over. Like a whole town gets haunted basically by raccoons, right? Yeah. They they, do a whole parade. They do a parade of horror and imagery and when you talk about it like this it's it's like a horror movie it's fucking terrible this sounds like it was custom made for me oh mate you need to watch it i was disappointed when you said that you didn't watch it they there's like a standoff at the end um with some of the like hardcore raccoons and the police officers and the raccoons fly in paratrooper style on their ball bags and then (laughs) suffocate the police officers with their giant ball bags it's, it's just how we, it's how we all want to go. It's how we all want to go. And, um, you know, Steph just mentioned when they did like the parade and stuff and everything that's going on in there, you'll see all of the projects of like Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli. So in there, you've got Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. You've got Porco Rosso Seaplane from Porco Rosso. Totoro is in there. And then you've got uh, a young Taiko from Only Yesterday. And they're all just kind of in that scene that's going cameos. on. So little cameos for you to keep an eye out for. 
Um, but it's just, I love it. It's really funny. People die in really comic ways, but it's also kind of sad, like that the end just really chokes me up. So I'm just going through a wave of emotions of like, I'm laughing, I'm scared, I'm crying. <laughs> this is what I want from my uh, animated raccoon movies. This is what I need. Oh, and oh, Jesse, the, well, the narrator is uh, Brain from Peeking the Brain. So it sounds a bit sinister. Really? Yeah. Is he using the same voice? Yeah, it's just his voice of just like, Pinky. It's I can't quite, do his voice. It's quite relaxing. Remember the last time I watched this, we all had a nap together in your old flat. Really? Um, and when we were all hung over. You might not have been there, Max, but Steph was. Um, maybe it was just me and Steph. We all had a nap on the floor and watched Pompoko while we were really hung over. It was lovely. It was a very relaxing movie to nap to, despite the horrific plot line. Eco-terrorism. <laughs> what film did we watch when um, we were all like... Forrest um, Gump. It was Forrest Gump, yeah. We were all very, very hung over and sad. It was me, you and Lou, wasn't it? And then Steph, you'd been visiting your dad, I think. So you came back uh, the Sunday evening <laughs> from Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, it was... Kind of all cuddled up on the sofa like crying watching Forrest Gump because we had yeah. like puke bottles because like me and Jesse had been um, spiked. Su- spiked with MDMA the night before um, yeah we had a rough evening um, we had no idea we'd been we had, spiked we had a, that's the only fight you and me have ever had that yeah time. me and Jesse got into a proper proper fisty cuff fight yeah. wow. uh, and we didn't talk for two hours which is the longest we've never talked to <laughs> yeah. each other and, <laughs> and then, then we, made sweet we, love. we were in Sally's and then you came through the door and you gave me a look and I gave you a look, and then we just embraced. <laughs> and as I remember it, everyone clapped. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember coming home to that. <laughs> and carried us down the street and shouted our names. <laughs> I do remember coming home to that and just, like, because it was still sunny outside. So I was coming home, it was like summer, and I was, like, wandering in being like, oh, I've had a fantastic weekend. I think I'd probably seen Nikki. It was great. Yeah. And, um... And I just walk in and the curtains are all drawn and the three of you are just lounging on the sofa. We look like crack addicts. And I was just like, what has happened here? Something bad went down. <laughs> like, uh. Forrest Gump is on. You're all just looking at me like, you've just seen a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> I, and I like to think, I can't remember exactly when you walked in, but I like to think it's the moment that Jenny contracts AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll say it was. I loved living with you, Jesse, but those couple of months were the most. Good God, my body was a wreck. Oh, if we carried on living together, we'd be dead now, without a doubt. That In was... the basement. <sighs> that was that was a tough couple of months. Mm. But um, yes, Raccoon Testicles. Please check out this movie. It's one of my absolute favourites. Um, prominent scrotums everywhere, which is actually part of Tanuki folklore. They're not just doing it for the lols. Whenever you see a Tanuki statue, there's testicles on there. And if you watch it in a Japanese version, they do just call them scrotums, which is, you know, <laughs> more... They're missing. They're missing from Mario Kart. You, so you can play as yeah. Tanuki Mario, which is one Bullshit. of my favourite characters in Mario Kart. But like, and I would just... It'd be so much better if you did. Yeah, Tom Nook doesn't have them. He's a Tanuki. Yeah. He should have massive balls. Oh, yeah, he doesn't wear those. trousers, does he? So no. He's, he's just flopping about. Yeah. I reckon he's just shoved them up his ass. <laughs> he's done a tucking. He's put them back into the like hole that there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that bit. But you're not supposed to leave them there too long because you get cancer. What? Yeah. Yeah, take him out, mate. Quick! <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I, I think this movie doesn't get enough love, and I feel like I want everyone to watch it because it's about raccoons. So please, please watch it and validate my my choices. Um, but that's it. That's the actual four between us. Now yeah. we're into the main event where we compete for a number one spot. Yes. What about um? We're we're getting on to honorable mentions now, my friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, should we have one honorable mention each? Then everyone got like an mm. honorable mention. Ooh. Damn skippy, I fucking do. All right, Jesse, get your shit one out of the way first. Right, so I brought this up on the WhatsApp group um, last night, (laughs) and um, you all reacted like (laughs) like I'd taken my penis out and gently rubbed all your faces across the right cheek and then come back with a big slap across the left on each one of you. And... It's just a really good film, but you all seem to hate it. It's called When Marnie Was There. And it's just a really, really lovely um, Ghibli film. I don't understand why you don't like it. The art is beautiful. It's about a little girl who moves to a new place and makes friends with Marnie, who's living in a posh house. But then she goes back to the house and it's all abandoned. And it's like, ah, it's like, oh, something's weird's happened. This isn't real. And then it turns out she's a ghost from the past. Spoiler alert. And like she um, is a friend, but like she's not really there. And it's weird. And have you ever read a Melvin Burgess book called Angela's Ashes? Yes. Ah, you have. That's amazing. Um, so it's like that. Do you remember that book when? Yeah, I, I get that vibe. Time to the war, and um, he's chatting to little girl there, and then it turns out she's homeless lady in present time, and it's that sort of thing. It's but it's lovely. Uh, it's just such a weak ass story though the way they do it it's just so dragging me through like i don't want to do this and they, they they try to have this big twist and it's just it doesn't land i'm sorry can i just say it does that... land and kathy bates is the auntie can i just say that i didn't shit on you immediately jesse i said from what i remember it was i remember it being sort of average however i did say i was going to rewatch it today and i did and my opinion has changed. When I first watched it, I did watch it in Japanese when it came out. And I think I found it harder to follow in Japanese, but I watched it English in an English dub today. And I've changed my mind on it a little bit. I actually think it's quite a nice movie. I cried at the end, uh, despite oh, the fact that I knew the twist. Maybe it's just because I'm an emotional wreck at the moment. I don't know, but it made <laughs> me cry. It was quite emotional and lovely. And I don't think I'd mention it as an honorable mention, but it is a good Ghibli movie. So thank for, you, Nikki. For She's me, just trying to get you to stop bullying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm honestly. I I wanted to be like, no, Jesse, it's shit, but I couldn't. So. Thank you. I appreciate that, and you've gone up in my estimation slightly. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Was it worth it? Uh, the like, I really want to rewatch it in Japanese because I find like I don't know sometimes. Marnie or whichever one of the girls, I can't remember, the main girl in it, just comes across as a bit of a moody bitch. Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah, I just didn't like the way that, and I think it was just the low way the lines were delivered. She just was a bit like whiny or stuff, and I just didn't care. So Mm. I feel like maybe that was a translation thing. So I would like to rewatch it in Japanese and see whether I still like it. Yeah, watch both of, like, obviously, because I started Japanese and watched American. I think you know watching the other one is also a good idea but some, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it's, i think it's preference sometimes with with movies like i can't watch toro in american but that i love like certain ones in in english but yeah i don't know love it nikki what's your reserve so i didn't realize i had to just pick one 
Yep. I came up with that just now. I might steal someone else's honorable mention. It's all right. You go for it. I'm going to say Princess Mononoke. I was going to pick Cat Returns, but I didn't. Princess Mononoke is my pick. It's a great movie. It's about animals. I love it. I haven't got much to say about that. It's quite bloody as well. It is bloody. Dude loses an arm. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic. Get shot off by an arrow, which is impressive work. I, I do. I was very torn between having this one in there, and I'm glad you've done it because I was like, do I mention this one or another one for my honorable mention? But this one is, um, it's like the boy movie, isn't it? It's like it's the movie for boys, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's very feminine power. Like the two main, like That's three main mean. core like hard women in it <laughs> yeah. are like uh, the lady who runs. I can't remember her name. The lady who runs the encampment. She's like badass. Princess Mononoke yeah, no. herself, and then the wolf, who's a woman like wolf. That's what and I mean. It, it's, it's, it's made me appreciate women for being wolf pe- people. Oh, Weirdly sexy. Wolf. Weirdly, yeah. <laughs> They've all got beautiful voices. To be fair, they've all got like that nice, I don't know, sexy lady Just voice. Just very magical as well. I love the forest spirits, the uh, mm. the Kodama. They're really cool. Um, also, apparently, have connections to Coco from Animal Crossing, which was in our previous thing that we were talking about. Um, being Crossover. weird and stuff, stuff to do with death and, and that kind of thing, but they're really cool. And I just I love the the ginormous like forest spirits, like the boar and the wolf. There's just there's just this kind of cool side to it. So I would definitely recommend that one. Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know Steph, uh, not you, Steph. My be- one of my best friends, Steph, the Waterman. Waterman. Um, Waterman. She's one of my best mates. I love her. Um, she. Um, this is her favorite film of all time. But she's never seen any other Ghibli films. Oh, wow! Because yeah, which is so her. Like when you meet her, like you would get that because she's like seen this, and she's like, right, that's brilliant. I don't want to ruin it by watching any that might be shitter. Do you know what I mean? So she's just like, right, just leave it at that. I fucking love this film. Wow, oi, Waterman, listen to the six on this list, and we'll change your mind. Yeah, yeah, Waterman, sorted. Um, Stephanie, what is your reserve um i'm finding really hard to also choose one um i'm gonna go with uh porco rosso excellent piggies which is yeah a movie about a pig pilot um i've only it's one <laughs> of the more. Like, more recent <laughs> movies that i've watched actually of ghibli um that i finally got around to having but i really enjoy this one it's kind of got the same so it's based in like a lot of flight stuff obviously he's a pilot and he's fighting some sky pirates and some other pirates and some other people who fly planes uh, it's very plane orientated uh which i think most ghibli films are because home is actually really likes uh, he fucking loves planes he loves planes. <laughs> yeah there's he that world flight. war Two one what was that called well uh, we'll find we... out in a minute won't we oh yeah, yeah. oh is that um, yours sorry uh, <laughs> fuck yeah but this one's about a man who's been cursed into a pig never explains why never explains how it doesn't matter he's just a pig man um but the pirates in this are very similar to laputa pirates um and the way they look which is cool i always think uh they're like the same animation style and stuff um but yeah it's a really good movie but i can't really give you much of a plot other than he has to do some stuff and race some people in airplanes and that he's a pig but it's a very nice kind of set it's movie. a good sunday movie it feels like a, it's a world war one kind of feeling movie as well yeah it's a very good sunday movie I think it reminds me of like casablanca of casablanca was yes. done with pigs that's kind of exactly what it feels like yeah I think that's, that's nice. I've been trying to learn about World War One lately because I realised I know absolutely nothing about it. You just oh, don't get great taught war. about it, do you? It's a great war. No, it's a great war. We actually got taught more in school about World War One, primary school, because we went to the same school together. Primary school, we got taught more about World War One than we did World War Two. Really? Well, that's yeah. because World War Two hadn't reached twinning by that point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
Right, my... Uh... Are you offended? You don't live there anymore. <laughs> it's in my heart, it is. My, it's blood. My number one choice of backup choices, if that makes sense, is The Wind Rises, which everyone spoiled just now. That's the one. I like it. It's great. I, I adore this movie. It's probably... It's the least kind of fantasy. It's it's a biopic movie, uh, fictionalized biopic movie of a man named Jiro Horikoshi. Jiro Horikoshi. Uh, he was the designer of the Mitsubishi A5M fighter aircraft and its successor, the A6M0, and it was used in World War II by the Empire of Japan. And it's all about designing planes and stuff, and it sounds really boring when I describe the plot, but it's so good, and it's really beautiful, the way they kind of do it, and the music in it, and I like the crazy Italian man in his dreams. And there's just... Japanese boy. Japanese boy, why don't you break planes? And it's just beautiful <laughs> in the way that they do it. No, it's actually how he says. He says that. Do it again. <laughs> Japanese boy, why don't you make planes? <laughs> so you felt bad that time, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Insulting all the Italians in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, wait, he has a Japanese voice when he does it. Anyway, that's not the purpose of the movie. <laughs> Never mind. He's he is an Italian man. man. He is an Italian man. You're right, but uh, he doesn't speak with an Italian accent. And it's just—it's a really nice movie. He dreams of planes. This is like a love letter for Miyazaki. This was like this was actually the first proper time Miyazaki was retiring, versus the six <laughs> other retirements that he's done. So yeah, he's like, I remember. The only reason I actually watched this is because it was advertised as his last film at the time. Yeah, he was like adamant. This is my love letter. This is my swan song, and you can see it. it's beautiful. Uh, and he's like, this is it, I'm done. And then he's like, ah, just kidding. I love that he does that. He's sort of like, psych, I'm back. Every time. <laughs> what a joker. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my kind of pick for honourable mentions. But there's so many And there's no there. magic in it, is there? No magic. It's just all like, It's one of the only Ghibli films. Just a, yeah, nice story. Although it is, it's, it's one of my favourite ones of like the normal ones without magic, I think. Because there are a couple out there that are like normal and I don't love them. But whereas this one, I think... I really do like. I would agree with that, Nikki. Like yeah. the, the non-magic ones you watch and you go, yeah, okay, but I adore this one. I really do. Other than Grave of the Fireflies. Well, Grave of the Fireflies just fucks you up, but it doesn't exist in the world of Netflix, so it doesn't exist in this podcast. Sorry, bring it <laughs> it's up. It's dead to us. Now on to the number ones. We're going to go head to head to find out the best Studio Ghibli movie. It's none of the ones in your honorable mentions. It's none of the ones in the four we've listed. So, ladies, start well, us off. Nikki, We're going to win honest. this. We're yeah. going to win this. For damn sure. So me and Steph picked one that together combined, we believe, is a, a great movie that we both have love for in our own ways, which is Spirited Away. Uh, so, Steph, I feel like we should try and like explain this film together because it's not easy. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a very like how's moving castle explanation because it's it's a, a bit of a weird one. But yeah, let's yeah. go for it together. So um, this movie was released in 2001. For anyone that doesn't know that. 2001. Um, yeah, it was actually, I think it was the third Ghibli I ever watched. I think it was when it just came out, like, the blockbuster. I think I rented it. Oh, man. Uh, in about, I think it came out in 2004 in, England, in like, Europe, but obviously yeah. it was released. Yeah, I, I got shown it in media studies by my media teacher. How cool. Oh, that's very like, cool. He was a cool teacher, yeah. My one was, uh, for, that was the first Ghibli movie I ever saw this movie. Um, and I remember finding it in Borders, those who remember the uh, store Borders, the bookstore slash thing. I think it's basically now what Waterstones is, but, um, yeah. Never heard of it. It was great. That's where we used to do all of our homework. I have a feeling it's a very Bournemouth thing, Nikki. Maybe. But um, yeah, so that was my mini story about me. Carry on. So I'll I'll start off. Um, Basically, the the movie starts with Chihiro, who's traveling to her new home with her parents on a car trip. And they stop to have a little break. 
and uh, and go for a little walk. And they seemingly basically walk upon what looks like an abandoned amusement park. Uh, and they go into the amusement park and some shit goes down. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> the Steph, end. Um, <laughs> I'll take over from there. What a film. So uh, it basically turns out that... Um, well, okay, so they walk in thinking it's an abandoned theme park and then suddenly the parents kind of smell food and they're like, hey, why is there food going? Maybe it's not abandoned after all. Uh, they end up eating, but then once they start eating, they cannot stop. They come like possessed almost and just eat and eat and eat. Um, Jahira kind of leaves them because she's a like child and she's like, yeah, I'm not hungry. I'm going to wander around over here. Comes back and they've turned into pigs. Um, it turns out that actually she's in the spirit world um, and her parents have been cursed for eating the food of the spirits yeah but can we just take a pause there and say how good did that food look oh, oh my god i never there's a weird bag thing that the daddies that just kind of like disappears into a giant soup it looks like it's a bag of soup i don't understand what it is but i've always wanted to eat it because it looks delicious studio think... ghibli food is the best drawn food in existence yeah, yeah. they make you eggs know what look always fantastic. Looks... and bread bread mm. ghibli bread is the fucking bomb that's one thing i think i forgot to say about Howl's moving castle is there's a bit where they're eating Literally plain egg on bread, and it looks like the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. We're not winning. Oh, beautiful. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, they get turned into pigs, and she's in the land of the spirits, basically. Um, when she's kind of trapped there after that point, right, Nikki? Yeah, she finds basically a bathhouse, which is like the main part of it, um, which is basically where like spirits and, and gods and demons, all that kind of thing, go to bathe because, I mean, everyone needs to be clean, right? So Yeah, even when you're dead or a spirit. So she basically stumbles upon this bathhouse. Um, it's crazy. There's all these like weird monster things which are awesomely designed. And that's one thing that I love about Spirited Away is just how crazy and weird all these weird creatures are. Um, she, for some reason, gets a job. Can't remember why she gets a job. Yeah, basically, the, the only people that... Because she gets a little bit discriminated against because she's a human. She's not a spirit. Um, and the only people who are nice to her are uh, Haku, who we'll explain more about in a bit, and um, the lady who I can't remember her name of now. Yubaba. You, oh, no, the other one. Yeah, and you and then they basically tell her to go to Yubaba, who owns the bathhouse, to get a job, because she's that's the hot. only way she can say that. Yubaba? Not Yubaba, the mate who helps her <laughs> oh, out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can't remember yeah. her name, but yeah. Find out. Um, is Haku yeah, the one that looks like Dr. Robotnik? No. No. Who's that? that? Um, uh, Haku's the dragon boy. Oh, the guy oh yeah. Like, Kamaji, the boiler man. Yeah, the yeah, boiler yeah, man yeah. With, the soot, with the soot sprites and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I always thought he was Dr. Robotnik. Got He's got the same kind of moustache and glasses. Mm. I, yeah. think, I think she has to work there to save her parents. I think that's kind of stumbled upon something. So she goes to yes. Yubaba to be like, give me a job, bitch um free my parents and it doesn't go well from what i remember i think yubaba takes her name so she owns her so she becomes sen um and obviously chihiro realizes that she's a bitch and needs to get out of that life so haku is it haku yeah haku he's like a dragon guy helps her along the way and some other shit goes on and yubaba has a terrifying child. Can we talk about that baby? We can talk about the giant baby. Yeah. Um, it, yes. At some point, she ends up in and like Yubaba's chambers, oh, trying to get somewhere. And it, do you kind of see that Yubaba has a child? Yubaba, by the way, looks like a really old lady. Um, and then she finds this baby who is massive. Like, not even just like a massive. He's like what eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> He's huge. 
and he's really mean like he finds Chihiro and she's like oh no I'm too busy I need to go save my parents I can't play with you and he's like you need to play with me or I'll break your arm um (laughs) and yeah he's just a bit horrible so then another only only child syndrome though basically you know the struggle step yeah basically this is uh, me and Jesse as small children um and uh but basically the Yubaba's sister who doesn't really like Yubaba very much uh sees the kid and thinks you're a little spoiled brat i don't like you and turns him into a hamster yeah it's amazing Fair I, I was just looking up because i love the the voice for you barbara i mm. think she's got a, a fantastic voice she and does. i didn't notice she was in the birds jesse the old uh, hitchcock oh this she's original star of the birds yeah annie oh, hayworth so she was like the supporting one in it and this was actually her last movie she ever did was spirited oh, away wow. fun fact so, was, she, so was she was she the main lady in Birds? No, she was like the no, supporting okay. lady next to her. Oh, okay. okay. The main Nikki, lady in Birds. stop punching your mic. Yeah, Nicky, you thug. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I like the main lady in Birds because Alfred Hitchcock was in love with her, but she didn't reciprocate. So because he was so annoyed that she didn't love him back, he just set like loads of real birds on her. So like <laughs> when you watch that film, it's not acting. She's shitting herself with all these birds. <laughs> Love me. Her. That's a fantastic fact. <laughs> can we uh, can we also talk about No Face, one of my favourite characters of from the movie? I think Iconic. me and you both love No Face, and this is why we chose this as our number one. Just because I think, Nikki, and I might be just speaking for myself, but um, No Face embodies everything that we are. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. There's also a great meme out there of uh, of No Face. I don't even remember what we've got, like the sexy leg coming out of the... Uh... Oh, yeah. That's like our top five cosplay that we need to do is sexy leg. Sexy leg, no face. <laughs> no face. Um, no face is, I think the reason why I love no face is because he comes into the bathhouse and he's fucking creepy. And don't get me wrong. It's just, I have this thing with characters where I like the creepy ones. They're nice, but they're also weird. And he's weird. He comes in, he wants a bath and I think he gets greedy or I don't know, some sort of demon in, in capul- encapsulates him. And he's a bit of a bastard. He eats everyone in the bathhouse. You know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> Um, and then when he leaves, he sort of like exhumes the, the demon or whatever it was is inside of him. And then he's just like this lost soul getting battered by the waves outside. And he kind of tags along with your hero in the end. And, and you realise that actually he's quite nice. He's just a bit odd. Yeah, moves out to the country and becomes yeah. a knitter. That's and... exactly what happens in this movie. You <laughs> look at me as if I've said something that's exactly what wrong. you do as well. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think... I love his character like arc and the way it progresses. Yeah, because you know, like you said, he seems really creepy and seems really evil. But I think that's the thing with um, Ghibli movies is that nobody's actually really just evil. Everyone's just a bit like there's just something weird going on with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Yubaba's not really that mean. No. She's just she runs a business. She's, She's a business lady. And and uh, yeah, No Face gets taken over something and he pukes it all out eventually, which is a gross but terrifying scene oh when he gets massive yeah and then he runs after Chihiro and just pukes on everybody (laughs) and then he pukes out the frog didn't he that frog that stitches on everyone (laughs) he's just like yeah (laughs) like baby Yoda like baby Yoda (laughs) but yeah there's there's just something very magical about Spirited Away and I think as well it was one of the first ones that really broke into like outside of Japan like obviously Ghibli movies had gone outside of Japan people had seen them I think they've been dubbed potentially in the 90s as well but Spirited Away was the one that really I think it was probably potentially the first cinema 
Well, Ghibli was the first one that won the Oscar as well. So Ghibli actually won an Oscar for it. Um, So I think that was its kind of confirmation that, um, you know, the Ghibli movies and the Ghibli studio was just as good as like Western cinema and it can actually be recognized. Because let's face it, the Oscars aren't great at recognizing foreign film. Well, Um, we just had Parasite recognized after 80 years, 90 years or something stupid. Um, So, yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Like, And apparently... um, Miyazaki, actually, this kind of ties into my old other one, felt really weird about accepting the Oscar because of how much he uh, disagreed with the Iraq War. Mm. And then, yeah. again, that's why um, Howl's Moving Castle was made, because he wanted to make something that they wouldn't like. Interesting. But the same, the same people who decide that they're going to war with Iraq aren't the same people that decide what films are good for Oscars. <laughs> no, I mean, Oscars, maybe, but um, yeah. Political probably just, probably just wasn't a fan of America at that point, I'd imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it's it, you're right. It's it's the movie that kind of made it mainstream and made it popular in the West because there's you know so many Japanese animation studios and that just don't get a look in. Yeah, and they I, do great work. I think it definitely kicked off of the movement a little bit in terms of like the collectors' things and people getting into Ghibli as a studio for yeah. sure. I had so, no idea of Eddie Ghibli before Spirit in the Way. Well, this was yeah, this was my first ever um, Ghibli movie that I ended up watching, and I have, but like the first time I watched it, I felt really guilty, and I got a story of, as to why. So basically, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> this is going to be something about touching a woman, isn't it? It's close to. I, oh, I had man. a I had a girlfriend at the time that was like it was nearing the end of the relationship, and I like didn't want to be with her anymore. She was what was fucking... her full name? <laughs> <laughs> shame shame on the podcast she was a fucking nightmare and i was just i'm done she was just really just a nightmare person so i was who like was who was this could you hint to me without uh, giving away the name canada i hope this person doesn't listen to your podcast oh god no she hates my guts okay. um so like i was hanging out with friends and i was getting phone call after phone call from her and i kept ignoring ignoring because I, like, I can't be bothered with this so i was hanging out with friends and having a really good time and i get this strange number come up and I answer it, and it's her mum. And she's like, Max, there's been an accident. Like, typical movie bullshit that this would happen. She's like, Max, there's been an accident, and Bleep has uh, had a sporting injury, and she's in the hospital. And I was like, for fuck's sake. So, <laughs> like, I've been ignoring these calls because she's, like, on her way to the hospital, and I feel terrible. So I was like, what do you want me to do? And she was like, meet us at home. You know, she's going to get discharged. She, like, uh, did something to her knee or something, so she had to have, like, surgery or some shit, like, in a couple of weeks. So, like, we go... I meet them back at the house and she was like, why didn't you pick up your phone? Where the fuck were you? And I was like, I was doing after curricular activities and I couldn't have my phone on me. Some, some bullshit. And then she, she forgave. And then she was like, let's watch a movie. And she put on spirited away. And it's the first time I've ever seen it. And I just sat there the whole time feeling guilty about the whole situation. And that's, uh, that was my introduction to studio Ghibli. Does it all come back to you every time you see the film? It does, actually. Like, I have that memory every single time. Like, me ignoring Mm. that phone call. Do you want to know? I mean, it's useless to us now. But um, do you want to know the best film to watch with a girl you want to get it on with? I do. Yes, please. Or not... (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, not not get it on with, but, like... um, Get in the mood. Yeah, no, not not even that. But you, you want to if you're sitting with you a girl, you want to fall asleep, and then you can <laughs> <laughs> become suggestive to your whims. I don't think that's legal. But if, but if you're sitting, don't ruin it, Nikki. Um, but if if you're sitting there with a girl, and you're like, oh, is she into me? Is she not? Like, can I take this further? Put on Donnie Darko, right? Because what? um, yeah, because 
um, you get to the bit when he's in the cinema and Frank the Rabbit first appears. Yeah. Right. Not scary, but if a girl is into you, without fail, they will all go ah! and like hide into your shoulder, pretending to be scared. <laughs> I love the idea of every date Jesse's done, he puts on Donnie Darko <laughs> and he gets that scene and they don't cuddle up and he's like, well, this evening's <laughs> ruined. Get out. I'm very, suddenly very tired. Please leave. Oh, every God. time. <laughs> All right. Everyone, works, try and let us know. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if the girl's into you, she'll pretend she's scared of the rabbit. I want stories now. Please <laughs> write in and answers on a postcard. Let us know if this works. The got to a five study. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, um, Jesse, it's our moment to shine. This is our this is our crescendo. Yeah, come on. What you got to beat? <sighs> We've got to go up against Spirited fucking away. Yeah, obviously Spirited Away is going to win. Don't you dare come into this with a defeated attitude. No, I'm all right, fine. Let's do it. Okay, um, so um, (laughs) Laputa, Castle in the Sky is our number one. It's really good. It's the the first ever Ghibli film, I believe, that was made. Um, It's... um, It's not. It's not. Nausicaa is like the first ever one. What is? Nausicaa. Jesse's like never. What about the bugs? Valley of the Wind. Yep, that one. Is it right? I'm googling, baby, because I know that there's um, something going on here. No, it's it's definitely a. I think it was his first successful one. Which is yeah, Nausicaa, 1984, Castle in the Sky, 1985. Oh, okay, fine. But I think but, actually, uh, to be fair, Nausicaa is not technically under the Studio Ghibli banner at the. Time of release. Uh-huh. Sorry, I because I was in. Um, so you might Wait. be right in the t- times of it's the first ever Studio Ghibli movie, but not Miyazaki's first ever film. Yeah. God, I love you, Justin. So basically, I was right. Come on. Yeah, no, he's hey, right. It was the God, first God. film no, animated by Studio Ghibli. Under that name, but yeah. Nausicaa... Yeah, Jesse! Woo! Oh. Yeah, but it's still under the Netflix <laughs> Studio Ghibli thing, so... Still technically Ghibli. So who cares? Netflix is the boss of you, Nikki. Look, you just said it's under the first one under Studio Ghibli name, but not the first one that was ever produced. And you're acting like you won that argument because I told you the answer. <laughs> Look, it's all, fi- it's all fine. It's all fine. Everyone's right, technically. We'll go with that. No, me and Max are right and you're wrong. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's Tell about... Me shitty it's film. A- okay, Max, get into the plot. You, you talk. Uh, so, oh shit, I wasn't prepared for this. Basically, it's about a young girl who was kidnapped by a creepy governor guy, and uh, there's because? air pirates because she's got a magical necklace and that. It's a blue crystal pendant that allows her to um, float. Her name is Sheeta, by the way. The English <laughs> translation. No, honestly, the English translation, if they did like the, the Roman version from Japanese into Roman version, her name would be Shitta. I would, I would have loved that. Me too. So I still pronounce Shita. Shita, but I prefer Shitta. So Shitta falls from the airship, uh, but her descent is slowed by this mysterious power from this amulet that she's wearing. And she lands in a very small mining town and she meets a lovely boy named Pazu. And Who wears he... a flat cap. And the whole reason I wore flat caps all through my teenage and adult years is because of the, this film and that guy. Wow. that's uh, That explains a lot about your life. 
There you go. I love it. And they get chased by spy, uh, sky pirates. I've had a lot of gin. Shouldn't be talking. They have uh, get chased by sky pirates and stuff. And they learn about this mystical land because his dad was a pilot. Uh, about castles that float in the sky. And it's like, oh, it's all bullshit and stuff. But then they actually find it. And it's beautiful. And it's just, it's, it's, oh, this movie, Jesse. This movie. It's just lovely. And when they get, so the son, um, his dad dead. And his dad was, um, like, making a plane or something to go to an island that they reckon don't exist. But the son is like, no, it definitely exists, and I'm going to finish his work. And eventually he does, and they get to the island, and there's robots on the island that look exactly like the Iron Giant, which is great, because the Iron Giant is one of the best animated films ever made, so it reminds me of that, which also gives me the warms and fuzzies. Very true. And, um... I, I had a fun. I met one of them robots once. I was at a comic con with uh, with um, this dear lot that we're speaking with today, and they had a a robot cutout, and I got to stand next oh. to it. It was more That's than nice. a cutout. It was like made properly. I didn't want to overhype it, Nikki, but you're right. It was it was made. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it might have been made out of cardboard, but it was still cool. It was made, and it's just yeah. I I love this movie because also this was not very popular back in the day. And uh, it got its main popularity through TV broadcasts. And there's a fun Twitter record that people uh, do where basically whenever they say Baus or Barusa in the Japanese version, you have to tweet the word really quickly. And on December 9th, 2011, Baus had 25,000 tweets per second and it set a new world record. Wow. Wow. Yes. Fun facts. That is a fun fact. I also I, um... like the pirate lady who is like the mum of all the other pirates. Like it's just her pirate gang are her sons, right? And she's yeah. like this. She's got she's got these massive bosoms, and she's this. Um, she looks like a lunch lady. She um she reminds me of my nan, and my nan is called Pirate Nan, so it it goes well. Oh. But Has she got massive. I, I love her. <laughs> I'm not answering that. Um, I was going to ask her if if I could say number? something about this movie that I. Would find it very hard myself if I was picking between Spirited Away and this one because this was the second one that I ever watched. I found it on the questionable hard drive just after my neighbor tutorial. And I, to be honest, I love Laputa. It's a very good pick. Um, I have, like, the music in the soundtrack is amazing. And yeah, I have a lot of love for it. So I, I respect your choice. C- can I tell you another hilarious fact about this movie? Yeah. You may. So Laputa the Flying Island was a setting that was in the Gulliver Travels novel, which was published back in like the 1700s. So Hayao Miyazaki didn't realize that the word Laputa, when you do the Spanish version of Laputa, means the whore in Spanish. And he said (laughs) if he had been aware of this translation, he would not have used it as the title. So basically in Spain, it's the whore castles in the sky. (laughs) Amazing. And that makes me very happy. That's what you're going to say, the whore in the sky. The whore in the sky. <laughs> well, I think if you did the translation, it is the whore in the sky. It's and like the whore castle in the sky. The whore castle in the sky oh. with the main character being Shitter. It's a castle I want to visit. <laughs> so, yeah, baby. I think, Back to castle. I think that's why it's a winner for me. And it's uh, this is another one where it's got kind of beautiful graphics and uh, the garden scenes and the actual castle itself. And the final battle is really intense. Like crazy intense. Those robots are very cool. Like I've always wanted to go to the Ghibli Museum in Japan because apparently they have a full size one there, um, and it looks just like beautiful. I especially love the one that's always covered in like little grass <clears throat> bits and yeah, raccoon, monkey, chipmunk. 
babies. I can't believe how old this film is. So old. Well, it's like when you think about how old uh, Snow White is. Yeah, but I just, that melts my brain when I think of Snow White. What was that, 1932, 34? Yeah. S- something like that. Older than time itself. It's crazy. Yeah. And then, yeah, Laputa is 1986, <laughs> but it still holds up. Like, Oh, yeah, the Laputa animation is beautiful. Looks amazing. Should we watch Laputa instead of House tomorrow, Jesse? No. Okay, let's watch House. Uh, yeah, no, we'll watch that. Only because I've seen Laputa so much, because I do love it. But it's like I said, like, it's got the Iron Giant in it. I know it's not the Iron Giant, but when I was a kid, it made me feel like the Iron Giant. And it's a floating island as well, which makes me think of Sonic, because Knuckles has a floating island. So it's mm. ticking all the boxes of stuff I loved when I was a kid. Uh, Mark Hamill is a voice actor in this. Never. He made the evil he? guy, right? Yes, he's the evil. He's so good at being evil. He's the best evil know. man. In the him. Clone Wars TV show, he actually plays a Sith Lord, which is ironic. Mm, who does he play in Clone Wars? Don't know yet. Oh. Don't know. Haven't got there. But I know um. he does. So, Laputa is a magical story about sky pirates, robots, finding hope, and ladies floating down from the sky, which is what we all hope will happen. And big bosom pirate. And big bosom Nikki's grandma. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we hope for in life. So those are the six best movies that you can watch on Netflix right now that are Studio Ghibli movies. Let's run down them very quickly. Ladies, what were your free movie picks? Nikki, you had Toro. Yeah, my name is Toro. And How's Moving Castle. And then our joint one was Spirited Away. Excellent choices. Some of my favorites. Dear Jesse, yours was... Ham! I mean, uh, Ponyo. Don't search ham. And mine was the Pompoco testicles, but just search Pompoco for ease. And our joint favourite was Laputa, Castle in the Sky, the best Studio Ghibli movie ever. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you both very much for joining us. This has been far too long. I've loved having you on. Isn't it a lot calmer when it's our podcast versus your podcast? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Nikki noticed it. Well, yeah, that's because you're not trying to run my podcast when I'm trying to run it. It's true. It's true. We're it's quite. True. We're, I don't, we're I don't yeah. try and run. I don't run. I just shout. Okay. Jesse, yeah, you're just <laughs> the yelling child in the background. Which is your role. Me and Nikki are both trying <laughs> to control <laughs> both of you. Max is trying to run the podcast while I'm trying to do it. That's why my job is difficult. Have you noticed how calm a guests me and Nikki are? We're very well behaved. Yeah. That's because you know your place. I may have accidentally <laughs> banged the table a few times, but it's very Waste. dark in here because it became nighttime while we were recording. I couldn't see anything, <laughs> so every now and again I just hit things. Nikki's occasional flail might have disrupted things, but we got there in the end. I love it. No, I've, I've very much enjoyed you. You've been lovely, no, guys. You You've been very well behaved. Us. Please plug your shit. Tell us, tell, take all our listeners. Go on, take them. Nikki, you're good at this. Um, follow our podcast. We talk all about video games. Um, we do top fives in video games, which is a little bit different. And you can follow our Twitter, Game Talk Five. We'll post everything on there. What's wrong with my plugin? What are you doing? No, nothing. It's just so boring. No, carry on. How do I make it more interesting for you, motherfuckers? We don't interrupt you. We let you plug your shit and we don't interrupt you. Steph, you continue. I'm done. Listen to Game Till Five, not these idiots. Um, <laughs> um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Game to Five. You can follow Nikki at Elite Cat with two E's. You can follow us both on Twitter um, and on uh, Twitch. We occasionally do streamings at either Elite Cat, Game to Five, or Sefi Scrub. And they're very I'll good. Let, yeah. they're we very never, nice. why, we never plug our personal shit, Max. 
That's to do with our own shit. It's video games. It's all related. Yeah, Jesse, like, you do no work outside of this podcast. Like, the girls outside of the podcast, they do streaming and, like, additional promotional stuff. They're all tied into tweet, podcast. I tweet expletives at people on occasion. You tweet once a month. <laughs> but yeah, it's but often good, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather keep that to a, a down low. One, one tweet of hate every 30 days. <laughs> so we'll leave that as a... We'll just do the general promotion. But, uh, yeah... The Twitches are fantastic. You guys do great work. Your podcasts are amazing. So I hope everyone checks checks your shit out because it's good stuff. Thank you. They it's are very good. lovely to be on. You are uh, you're literally like the only third woman we've had on this podcast. Women don't like coming on our podcast. I we had uh, <laughs> Jesse. We had um, <laughs> Chris Wolf, and that's it. And she technically classifies as a wolf, not woman. So really. You're the only women on this podcast. And I wasn't present Success, for that. And Jesse wasn't present <laughs> well, for Well, there it. you go. That makes sense. Yeah. This is going on our, um, like, podcast LinkedIn. I love it. <laughs> Do you have any <laughs> final thoughts before I wrap this bad boy up? Any words of wisdom for the world? How much do you love me? How much do you love Jesse? Nikki? Uh, 0.01%. And on that <laughs> note, we'll say goodnight. Thank you very much for joining us. Jesse, where can they find out more about us? Us, we're everywhere. We're the, but you can get to everywhere from this one special place called gottoil5.com. It's the wonderful place where you all get to find the fun stuff about us. We very much enjoyed it's having It's orange. It is orange. You, you, oh, it's like I'm talking to a special child. Well, it is orange. <laughs> it is. Well done, Jesse. But it's a gentle orange. It don't and, put you off. No, and it's all down to the brilliant design skills of one Stephanie J. Marcus. Uh, she is fantastic at what she does. So hit her up if you need shit. Whoop, whoop. And that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you enjoy these movies and they keep you sane during this crazy time. Please check out the previous episodes as well for more recommendations of stuff to do. And we'll be back in two weeks' time with another brand new episode of Got Till 5. My name is Max. His name is Jesse. Goodbye. Good night. We love you. Shut up! Bye!